Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got something really cool lined up for a Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Today's Thursday. Yeah, I already fucked it up, eh? We got something really cool lined up for a Thursday afternoon. We're hanging out in our office. We have Leah who uh, strolled through our doors, threw on a headset, sitting down on a chair, and it's going to rap with us about some cool stuff. Wrap with us, cool stuff. Sure, cool. sure. She sounds so <laughs> yeah, excited. Why the hell not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> perfect, perfect. Amanda is also hanging out with us. Amanda, why don't you uh, do what you do? I'll do what I do. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. I'm actually not supposed to be here. I but came in to see a client, and she Mark and wait. Leah dragged me in here. So I'm really going to sneak off at some point. Just pretend you didn't notice me disappear. I don't. I think you should tell your client that you're you're busy. No. Guys, come on. This is two massage therapists in a microphone. What kind of massage therapist would I be if I told my client who's in pain and needs me oh so badly? What kind of podcaster would you be if you ran off to do massage therapy treatments? Come on. Don't do that to me. Just saying. Pulling up my heartstrings? Not really. (laughs) Anyway, this is not about me. This is about Leah. Leah Betancourt, owner of Betancourt Wellness. She's going to talk to us a little bit. And since I just jumped in, I actually don't know what the topic is today, but I don't care. Leah, I have not seen you in, what, a decade? I know. It's probably been that long. Probably. Ridiculous. Um, why don't you tell everybody who you are? What do you do? Okay. So uh, I own a clinic in Mississauga. I started in, as a massage therapist. That's how I met you guys, actually. Yeah. And uh, after finishing the course... Um, Three months later, I enrolled in osteopathic manual practice, and uh, I went for that journey. Right on, As yeah. I was almost finishing my course, I didn't want to work for anybody, so I got my own place and built my own clinic. All right. Now we're talking. This yes. Is, this, is, this is real. Let's start from the beginning. What were you doing before massage therapy? Well, I was an occupational therapist. Oh, yeah? Yes. I didn't know that. Um, but I did not like it, so I took the course, and I didn't pursue that. I didn't feel it did anything for me. It didn't meant anything for me. Really? Where did you study occupational therapy? In Portugal. You know, that was my original career path before I met Mark, who then convinced me to do massage therapy. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> well, I don't know. Leah said she didn't like OT, no, so maybe... I did not like it. So you, you, you practiced no, OT? No, I, 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 I just went to school, finished the course. Yeah. And um, did not practice. Did Did anyone push you into doing it? Or that's just no, I thought I wanted to do. So uh, when I went there, I realized I did not want to do, but I didn't want to quit because I'm not a quitter. Yeah. So I continued, graduated, and did not practice. See, I'm a quitter. Like, I, I when I, <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm You're like quitter. the opposite of a quitter. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I'm a quitter. When I finished university at York, I, I applied to McMaster for physiotherapy. And I got into McMaster for physiotherapy. And come September, I'm like, I'm not going. I don't want to go. You didn't quit. You didn't start. Well, but that's kind of quitting. I mean, like, it's a competitive program to get into. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of stupid to not go. But I was working as a kinesiologist in a clinic in Brampton, Ontario. And (laughs) the guy who was a physio there, awesome guy. I like him a lot. But I was just looking at him like, I don't want to be you. And Mm -hmm. that's what I thought of physiotherapy at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. And and I I just didn't even bother going to school. At least you went and finished. I didn't even get that far. Well, I had my dad on my back. So I had to finish. (laughs) You know, when I realized I didn't like the course, I was already two uh, two years into the program. 
And I was like, okay, I'm here this far. I'll go two more years and I'll finish this. So you did that more for you or more for the, more for the folks? I think the first two years was for me. Okay. But then when I realized, well, this is not really what I thought, but you know what? I'll have stuff to learn. It was challenging. Yeah. So I kept going, but I knew I wasn't going to practice. So you have kids, right? I do have a son. And um, your son, is your son in post-secondary education? Yeah, he's in second year university. Cool. And what if he turns to you and says, you know what? Uh, don't really feel like doing this anymore. I want to, are you going to be what your parents were? Kind of make him like, this is what you should do? No. No. Never. Eh? Never. First of all, I gave him the choice to choose his university. He applied to a few of universities like McMaster's, York, uh, UTM, and he was accepted in all. I did not impose any of my thoughts. Like I asked him where you want to go because you can go wherever you want to go. Stay close home. Go far. It's up to you. So I, made, I let him make his own choice. He, uh, his choice was, okay, I'll stay in Mississauga at the University of Toronto in Mississauga campus. Yeah. It was his choice. Yeah. I never, ever asked him, what course are you taking? I told him, just do what you like. So he is. He's taking uh, archaeology, anthropology. Right on. He's actually a pretty good student. Nice. That's awesome. Um, but it's always his choice, so he would never have to be faced with a situation like I was. So if he said, like, you know what? I don't want to be Indiana Jones anymore. I I wanna I wanna <laughs> I wanna work on I wanna work at Walmart. I wanna be a Walmart reader. By the okay. way, by the way, I knew Indiana Jones was coming out of your mouth next. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I would tell him go go for it because I believe you should be happy happy whatever you do. You don't have to have a degree to be happy or to be decent. That's a mom. Right I there, agree one hundred percent. I don't think any negative ways about my parents' ideas on education or what they did or didn't tell me to do. But because I was always a, air quotes are going up here, good student, they had these expectations of me, you know, I had Why to... were your air quotes way down here? Well... <laughs> they were really low. They were really low. They're supposed to be up high. You know why? Because I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm on the okay, couch. I'm lazy. Anyway, um, because I was always this good student, they had these expectations of me that, you know, I should have some super high powered, important career because then it's sort of like I'm wasting my potential, right? That's sort of the way they thought. So when it came to the end of high school for me, there was no choice. It was you're going to university. And at that time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to choose a major? I ended up just picking, funny enough, what my best friend wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. She wanted to do kinesiology. I didn't even know what the word kinesiology meant. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds kind of cool. Two years in, she was you. She hated it. She realized she chose the wrong thing. I was like, I'm home. I love this. And I went into it because my parents made me. I remember being in elementary school, telling my mother I wanted to be a truck driver, which I still kind of do at some point, um, <laughs> but I probably won't. But I think like driving a big rig would be kind of cool. Back she to my slapped dad. me so hard. <laughs> She's open hand slapped to the face and told me, grow some ambition. I was like, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. And your dad was a blue collar guy. I so know. that's, I mean, but I guess parents always want better for their children, but I, I don't think 100%. It's not. But our parents' generation, I think, thought that way. Hence, yeah. Leah was forced to finish school and she didn't really want to. But I think your attitude's exactly right. Your son will your son will find what he likes to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I support him. All right. Him. So uh so you you're in Portugal, you you finish occupational therapy and you you 
You make your way across a big pond, I assume, at some point. Land you here mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. In Toronto? And Yeah, in Toronto. Okay. And then uh, where does it go from there, Miss Entrepreneur? Um, well, I came to Canada because I married a Portuguese guy that was living here. Uh, so I, that's why I came. I actually... how, did you, how did you meet him? Well, I met him there. Okay. Um, and... Uh, after a while, he immigrated to Canada, and we were out of touch. Then we met again. He was there on vacation, and things went from then. Oh, nice. Um, so I came here because of him, and uh, obviously I was like, okay, I want to work. Like, I'm in this country. I want to contribute for this country. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what would be the easier way, I thought, on that moment, to get into healthcare? Because obviously English is not my first language. It's uh, it's a second language for me. And uh, I thought I actually knew pretty good English until I started studying (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm like whoa I'm lost but I'll I'll find it so um then I enrolled for um RMT and um when I received my first book I I opened it and I'm like oh my god this is another language I don't understand (laughs) this is not the basic hi how are you my name is yeah (laughs) first learn English then learn anatomy in English yeah and then yes obviously learning all the terminology in English it was Pretty hard. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's how I am with French. Unless I hear, unless je I hear, je, je m'appelle, whatever, I have no idea what you're talking about. None whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started studying with a dictionary. And I would spend, for example, one night to kind of understand what that one page meant. Wow. Like, But I'm the type of person that I don't like to kind of have a grasp on the thing. I want to know, right? right? So I would study the meaning of that word and how many meanings that word can have in what contests. So it was quite a struggle. Doesn't that make English so fucking hard? Or is are the are I don't know I speak English and I speak fucking truck driver I don't speak anything else <laughs> so I don't I I I don't know how easy or difficult other languages are but I always say to myself English to me seems fucking difficult there's one word you say it this way but it's got eighteen thousand different spellings and it means a whole bunch of different things with every different spelling is are other languages like this or is it just or is it just no there are harder languages. Like, I think Portuguese is pretty hard, even for Portuguese people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, We have kind of the same, and we have the the vocabulary. It's much more richer, I would say. Oh, wow. But uh, that didn't make it easy to learn the English and the medical terminology. I've heard that English is very difficult. Obviously, English being my first language, I can't say Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But I learned Spanish when I was 20. And within eight months of doing Spanish class twice a week for, I think it was an hour, an hour and a half class, Mm -hmm. like I could fluently speak to a Spanish person. I was completely fine. I don't see English being that easy. I feel like it would have been... No, it's not easy. Yeah, it's I feel like it would have been really hard. I, uh, it w- like I said, it was. I would spend one night in one page. Wow. That book had many pages. And you know what? Every RMT that comes in here says how hard massage school was. And you had to first learn what everything meant before mm-hmm. even actually learning the material. Exactly. Exactly. I've, al- I've always wanted to know this for someone that speaks another language or English is not their first language. When you hear stuff, do you translate it into your head into something else? Does that make sense or am I not making sense? You translate it no, your- it makes sense. Uh, depends. It's like now we're having this conversation and to me it's like I don't have to translate every word. But if you say something that I don't or I'm not familiar, yeah, 
I'll I'll stop and I'll start translating that to Portuguese and gotcha, getting the. Gotcha. But if not, like if it's a conversation normal, no, I, I'm not translating every se second word. Hmm. See, I've always wanted to know that. I've never, I've never asked anybody. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you, thank you. That helps a lot. So you're you're in massage therapy school and you're translating every page of uh, Moore's clinical anatomy. Yep. And um. Tell me about school. Did you like it? Did you hate it? When I was thinking, oh, what would be the easier way to get into healthcare? I thought massage therapy would be an easy way. And uh, I found out pretty fast that it wasn't easy at all. Can I ask you a question? Did you come up with the idea of massage therapy or someone hinted to you like, hey, the requirements for massage therapy education are not huge. It doesn't really take much. Like you just thought of it yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool yeah. Cool. Like I didn't even realize how it happened. It just happened. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to take a course and I'm going to get into healthcare because that's what I like. And then I was like looking through it and I was like, okay, massage therapy. I think it's pretty easy and interesting. Honestly, that's what I thought. Until I actually was faced with a course. You're not the only one. Like I said, we hear yeah. this all the time. Is people want to get into healthcare in some way, mm -hmm. but they think, eh, I'm not going to be. I had one student say to me, well, you know, I didn't want to be a doctor because I'm not that smart. Those were his exact words. And halfway through his program, I'd say, yeah, he was about a year in. He's like, well, fuck, I should have just been a doctor. Like yeah. that. He was so surprised yeah. at how hard it was. And um yeah, we got to do better with that. But you know, Amanda, one of the the things that I thought when I thought that's not going to be this hard was also because of my English. I was right. like, okay, this is not going to be like university where I have to be like, right. it's going to be, I took that in consideration. Mm -hmm. I did not dis discard the course as an RMT as a easy thing. Okay, you come here, you, you know, you slap your hands or, and you have the course. I had no idea, mm -hmm. right? I knew I had a background uh, in occupational therapy and I didn't think it would be that hard, but I think it was more for the fact that the English would not um, be so, how can I say that? The English, it wouldn't be so on such a high expectation and mm -hmm. I could go slowly with it right? But until someone hand me more and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> all these other books that I was like, whoa, dictionary. Did your background in OT help you, you think? No, it did in a way because, um, you know, I knew the name of the muscles and I, I knew uh, the biology and I, I knew in Portuguese. So all I had to do is really translate it, which wasn't easy when I say so. All I yeah. had to do, I'm not saying this was small, but you know, nothing was new. Like it wasn't a new subject that I was never introduced to. Right, right. Is massage therapy big in Portugal? No, it is. It, yeah, massage therapy is, but uh, they, they go more like physiotherapists, but okay. normally physiotherapists they do massage therapy, right. right? So it's different. Here you go to a physio, at least my experiences. It's um, more on that physiotherapy thing. like Yeah. But they're no. If they have to do, they don't put a tens machine. They will. They will massage. A lot of manual. Yes. Therapy, a lot it's of important. Work, yes, yeah. and they do take that. Right on. Yeah. All right. So school, a little bit of a struggle. A big struggle. Okay. Well, big struggle, and uh, y you made it through. And then from there, you decided... I want more challenge. <laughs> That's why more challenge? Because this is interesting to me, because why more... So far, every fucking thing seems like it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to move away from my family to another country where 
I know no one but the dude I'm marrying, and here I am. Mm. And then I'm going to, with my broken English, (laughs) go do massage therapy. And it was a big struggle, like you said, but here I am. Mm -hmm. And instead of just saying, you know what, let me enter the workforce as a massage therapist. Let me cool my jets a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh, settle in. You decided where next? Well, I decided to uh, pursue something else. So I started researching. I did not want to become a physician. So uh, I why, was... why, why? It's out of curiosity. Uh, it doesn't interest me. I find it's um, my personal opinion. Yeah, I yeah, find yeah. it's uh, okay. So what's going on? Okay, here's the prescription. Okay, yeah. go do this. Like there is no real interaction with the patient for most of them. And I'm not saying that that it's wrong or right. It is how it, it is. is. Well, how it is. Unless yeah. you do emerge, yeah. then you ha- you then you're then you're like then a you real right. you're real. You're practicing. Yes. This is how I feel about lawyers. Everyone is always like, oh lawyer I have a I have a really good friend and he's a lawyer. And the other day I was he was here, um I was treating him and I'm like, dude tell me the truth you hate being a lawyer don't you he's like yeah it fucking sucks i'm like it feels like you're always doing homework eh he's like all the fucking time Mm -hmm. i feel like all i do is homework and uh, it's the same idea it's like this 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 prestigious place but it's just not all it's cracked up to be some of the time Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm guessing that's what you feel uh, a physician was like for you you knew you wanted to do something else yes not a doctor yes but still i did the mcats nice and i passed but uh I was like, okay, what am I? This doing? was after massage yeah. school. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, but then I was like, okay, I don't want to be a physician. I don't need this, or maybe I do as a reference or of some sort to anything else. So someone uh, spoke about osteopathy. She spoke about osteopathy, and I'm like, osteopathy? What is that? And she started explaining a little bit, and she guided me some books and some websites for me to research. And I went and I found it was really interesting because it's like. You study as in the other doctor, but you actually interact with your patient. And I was like, this is cool because this is not, hi, how are you? Uh, my nurse will see your blood pressure and I'll see you in three months. So I really got excited about it. I didn't know where to go or how to start, but I knew I wanted to do something okay. about it. So I started researching schools and uh, I start reading and doing my homework, going to interviews. So I went to the CAO, which is Canadian uh, Academy of Osteopathy in Hamilton. And I went there and uh, there was this little place, uh, nothing fancy. Uh And uh, I was interviewed by the president, the principal and the vice principal. And I just felt, this is it, I'm home. And uh, you know, it probably wasn't the most prestigious place at that time. It was a little place in Hamilton where everybody doesn't like to go to Hamilton. I know. <laughs> uh, it's so true. But you know what? It felt real. And uh, I knew it was going to be another challenge, but that's what I was looking for. So I enrolled. I went for the interview. I got the answer that I was accepted and um, I did the course. So this whole time, are you also practicing as a registered massage no. therapist as well? So did you practice out of... I didn't have time. So you just went from school to school? Yes. Because um, I applied for the CAO. Um, I finished school in May, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I started the, uh, the CAO in October. Okay. Yeah, there is no time for you to practice. Though. No, I didn't have time to practice. Cool. So how long did, uh, did it take you to get your... Diploma of Osteopathic Manual Practitioner. That's what it's called, right? A DOMP? It's M-A-M-S-C. 
it's uh, it's man, uh, masters on uh, manual osteopathic sciences. Uh, so uh, so what the hell is a DOMP then? We are not DOs. For us to be DOs, we would have to be doctors in the United States, which is the only country that will give you yeah, yeah, yeah. a but doctorate then... on osteopathic medicine. Right, right, right. But then what the hell have I been seeing people put on their fucking resumes? Come study our DOMP. And the, and it's, it's... Probably they... I think they're they calling mean, this a diploma Yeah, of, but you know, that's kind of misleading. It is very misleading because an, osteop, an osteopath in the States is a whole other it's a, story. It's a, it's a physician. It's a physician. It's a physician. Right. Exactly. Right. If you have your, your, your registration in the States, you are eligible to be a member of the College of Physicians and Surgeons exactly. in Ontario. They do, actually. They do... Uh, emergency yep. uh, medicine and as any other doctor do i believe the only difference that exists it's really how you interact with a patient because mm-hmm. you are you are actually looking for um an atomic problem that might be causing this uh, this uh, symptoms that you might be feeling right. that doesn't mean it will always happen obviously right but like, uh, for example, when you see an osteopath and you say, well, my knee hurts, uh, if it's a good osteopath, it won't uh, go and touch your knee unless it's something acute and it's swollen. And other than that, we're going to look for the cause. It might be your lumbar spine that it's off alignment. Yeah. It might be your pelvis yeah. that it's actually torquing someplace and it's contra-torquing your femur and it's expressing there. But it doesn't mean it, the problem is there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like... You step on a cat's tail, but the meow comes out of his mouth. <laughs> exactly. See, I love, I love this, and I wish when I used to teach at massage therapy school, I was able to convey these types of ideas. I think you did. I, 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 I think I tried, but I couldn't because I'm limited in what I was able to do with the tools that I had. Not so much the tools I had, but the people in front of me Mm -hmm. and what their demand was. Mm -hmm. And then the people above me, like the admin and anyone that I had to fucking answer to. And I always found that a major limiting thing for anything that I did. And that's when I decided I'm fucking unemployable. I can't work for anybody, mm-hmm. which I'm getting you're very much the same. Yep. All right. So, much. T- so, so I love how you're telling me about osteopathic manual practitioner because we had someone come in who was a student and she was telling us about it, but it, she didn't translate it the same, the same way. Mm-hmm. So you finish this now. Mm-hmm. Now where are we at? Well, I'm not sure. I am... Um, I'm ready to sell my clinic. Okay, so so let's back this up then. Okay. When did you when did you open your clinic? 2015, after I graduated. Okay, so now you've got your massage therapy diploma, which you really haven't used yet, right? Because mm-hmm. you didn't really practice, and now you're a manual practitioner that you are ready to rock and roll with. Yeah. And you just decide I'm gonna open I'm gonna open my doors. Give me the give me the rundown of how this works because there's so many people that are kind of in this position where they want to work for themselves they don't want to be under somebody else they don't want to take someone else's direction they've got bigger things in mind for themselves but they just don't fucking know where to start okay how did you start well so after i finished the rmt and and then i finished the osteopathic education um Actually, before I finished, I started thinking, how am I going to go about this when I graduate? Yeah. Right? So I have, 
I know my personality. I'm not very good taking orders, not because I don't like to take them. I'm scared if they are not reasonable and I won't be able to cope with that. Do you what know do you what mean I mean? By, no, no, if no, I tell have me a more. boss that tells me something that I don't think it's fair, I will not go with it. And I don't think that would be productive. So as I have this conscience, I avoid those conflicts. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? I can work for someone. Actually, I had my family doctor, which is a person that I do get along very well. And she offered me a place in, in, in her clinic. But you said... Um, you know what? I don't like that how the nurse comes in and does the blood pressure. <laughs> and I don't like actually okay, there I'm was just, something else. Cute. There was something else that in uh, in regards to the administration there that I actually um, witnessed a few times when I was there for my appointments mm-hmm. that I thought like I would never be able to put up with that. Gotcha. Right? You want to tell us what that is? Oh, you don't have to, but... Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, sure. So every time I would go in, uh, my doctor's husband, who is the one that runs the clinic, he was always very rude for the secretaries. He treated them as, I pay your wages. Gotcha. And, you know, a lot of times I was reading a magazine, but yeah, I, I, I could hear and I, I, observation for me, it's very important. Yeah. Most of the times I'm quiet because I like to spend my time listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, uh, and I always thought like, my God, if that man were, spoke with me like that, I would just take off. <laughs> right? Even if I wasn't on a position that I could take off, I would. Right. Because it's unfair. Yeah. Right? But I, I do understand the world is not, it's not like, oh, everything is fair. And obviously there are unfairness in everywhere. But if I can avoid, I exactly. will. Exactly. Or if you if you don't want to tolerate it. No, and I don't. Even, even if you're in a position that says, mm, I kind of need this, I can yeah. need this job, I get you. Yeah. I fully understand. Yeah. So that's pretty much my personality. So when she invited me, I uh, very kindly declined and I give her the reason. What did she say? Well, about... she said like, Look, you know, you are about to finish your course. I have a room here, which I will show you when we finish our appointment. I would like you to stay. I'll get you all the clientele because obviously my patients sometimes need and I can refer you. Right. And, uh, you know, I lowered my head and I knew I didn't want it because many times I witnessed the way he was speaking with a front desk person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I looked at her and I, I said, well, doctor, I do really appreciate your invitation, but I don't think I could handle your husband. And what did she say to that? She was like, well, it's understandable because sometimes I cannot handle it <laughs> So she almost knew exactly what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she did. So anyways, she's very kind. She's uh, She told me, well, when you start practicing, bring me your referral note pads and I will refer you patients. And she does. Nice. Yeah, and she does. But um, That takes balls. You walked away from a really good gig right off the bat. Yeah, but you know, I, I couldn't... I, I wouldn't handle it. And I knew. So I knew it. Don't even start even. It sounds very good, but I know myself too yeah, good. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. That's good that you're self-aware though. Yeah. I am very self-aware. I think, I think being a successful entrepreneur, a big part of it is, is being self-aware, understanding what your potential is, understanding what your limitations yeah. are, understanding, you know, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. That's mm-hmm. all part of it. And a big part of it is taking risks. And you just took a huge risk. At least that's what I'm understanding. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So we declined a very cushiony job. Yes. Uh, yeah, which was actually uh, uh, um, 
a little bit of a subject for debate with uh, my relatives, my close relatives. They were like, what are you doing? That's such a good chance. You will start. You will start with a practice. You already have all these patients. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? But I want to go to work and I want to be happy when I do it. And I don't want to go if I'm going to fear something, something's going to go wrong. Am I going to walk away today? I don't want to start that way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then I decided, let me open my place. So obviously I spoke with my husband and I told him, you know what? I know myself enough. I, I, I would be re- I would rather work by myself than working for someone else, even though if that would be more more profit if I did. And my husband was like, okay, so what do you want to do? I'm like, open a clinic. <laughs> so first I rented uh, a place in Mississauga and I rented with a partner. Okay. And uh, we made was your was your partner also an RMT and a former student. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, that wasn't working for her. And uh, she came to me and she's like, you know, Leah, I I realized that you know it's uh, the commute is hard and I'm not getting impatient and uh, I would rather step out of this. And I had a ten year lease. Oh wow. Uh, And I told her, sure. Did any part of you think, motherfucker, you're leaving me high and dry here? No. You didn't care? It's not that I didn't care. I did care, but I didn't. Um, the way I cared yeah. was you don't have to come to work if it's not making you happy. Right. I don't want you here because things won't work. So why drag this? Why prolong the inevitable? Exactly. So right away, I was like, it's fine. And I think she was a bit surprised with my reaction. She wanted you to fight for her. Didn't Probably. She? Yeah. But I. <laughs> instead, I, you're I, like, you got to go. You got to yeah, go. Yeah. But that was pretty much my attitude. I think it was the most reasonable thing to do. It's like you want to force someone to be with you when they don't want to be with you because it's not working for them. It has to work for both. Did it damage your relationship? Um, Not really. Obviously, we're not that close, that close because she's not that close. Well, because she doesn't have to commute it every exactly. day now. <laughs> exactly. But uh, if you're asking if I have any uh, hard feelings regarding her, no. How about I, she to you? I don't know. Hmm. I can't answer, but I don't think so. I've seen her after, and uh, I actually I encourage her. I was the one that... <laughs> Come by our clinic. <laughs> no, I do. And she has been, and I've Great. been to hers. And uh, why should we put money or business above a friendship. So I think I always took this attitude towards her to make her feel and understand that uh, a person is more important than the money you guys can make together. For sure. Because I don't depend on her to make my money or anybody. It depends on how successful I am and will my patients come back or not? Will they talk good about me or not? So how long into this 10-year lease... Did your partner come up to you and say, like, I can't do this anymore? I believe uh, a year. So you you are brand new into it, and, and now you're you're flying solo. Yeah. But for you, I'm assuming you're like, fuck yeah, another challenge. Yeah, that's exactly how I thought. I'm like, whoa. So uh, then I'm like, okay, so this is a 10-year lease, uh, and I start doing the math, and I'm like, you know what? I'm paying 2000 some for rent by yeah. myself now. Yeah. I'd rather buy my place. Yeah. Uh, so I spoke with a landlord who took me to a lawyer for breaking the lease, <laughs> which I paid. Uh, I paid the fine, and yeah. but also my ex partner did pay half of it. Okay. She That's was pretty fair, like that, like pretty fair. She she did what she had to do, what yeah. was expected. She did her. what was right. Yeah. Yeah. Which she couldn't, but she did. 
and I do appreciate her for that. And then I bought, uh, we saw this place. Uh, it's same street. Yeah. It's on Queen Street South. And uh, I saw this place and it was like a dump. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, okay, let's buy this place. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always want the challenges? I don't You're like, know. This place is a fucking dump. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I saw the potential. Right. Uh, sometimes I did question, obviously, this is not all as, uh, oh, okay. You know, sometimes I'm like, am I crazy? Is something missing? But the urge in that, um, I, let's use challenge for lack of a better term. It drives me. It makes me go. I don't like to stay and say, "Okay, yeah, I'm here. It's platonic." No, let's let's build you don't, something. You you don't want the safety all the time. No, no. And as I go, I already have a safe ground to do that, to go, to continue right. whatever it's coming next. But if I know if I fall back, I'll fall on the safe ground. Right? That's my strategy. Let's call it like that. That's cool. So, yeah, we... Um... So, wait. Tell me about this dump, which is probably not a dump anymore. No. Um, because <laughs> the challenge accepted. So, <laughs> how, how big is the dump? Um, well, it has, it has six offices. Nice. Two washrooms, two waiting areas. So, it's not a small place. No, it's not, it's not huge, but it's, it's a good size. And uh, yeah, but it was a complete dump. So you you guys like gutted it and re redid everything. Yes. How long does that take? And uh, in that time, are you like, oh man, I just wanna, I just wanna start working. I, or... I did start working before the place was done. All right, tell me how long it took to. Okay, to do all so this to do all the renos, it took us around four or five months. But when I say renos, like we teared everything down and we built everything again oh wow from ceiling to basement nothing stayed but as soon as as soon as we had a steady floor on the first floor i was like that's it i want my table here i'm starting i'm ready i'm ready so i had those uh, portable heaters and i started working and my patients they were cool with it i was like you know what this is my place it's on i'm doing renos but you won't fall off the table (laughs) (laughs) and that's the most important thing yeah and they were fine. Nice. I have great patients. Right on. How do you get your patients? Wait, 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 wait. Word before, of mouth. Be- before you tell. Mm. Okay. No, no, no. That's cool. We're because that's gold. Do you have a business background? How do you thrive in this? You know, some people are very scared. I know you thrive on on the challenge, but did do you have? Any kind of business background, family, like, did you have help in this whole scenario? Or is this all you and you're learning as you go? Well, most of it, Mark, it's I'm learning as I go. Uh, My family has business. And a lot of times I went with my dad, like, we have stores in Portugal. It's like a peer one stores, let's say. Okay. So sometimes I will go with my dad and see how you deal with people and how you do business. And you also, you know, I have my own personality, so yeah, I yeah, have yeah. My, my ways. But most of it was I learn as I go. I'm okay with that. I don't have to be perfect. I just don't have to accommodate. Yeah, no, that's, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. March the beat of your own drum and make your own rules and, and, and uh, figure it out along the way. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, how I see it is I build... Whatever I build, but it, then if I don't, if I want to break it down and build something new, I, I'm accountable for that. So that's that's pretty much how I take it. All right. So you built up uh, Betancourt Wellness mm-hmm. to what it is now, mm-hmm. and so tell me about the staffing that you have now. What's what's going on there? What are the services? How many people you got going there? It has me and another osteopath. Did you know her? Uh, we met at school. I like how you make connections and keep yeah. them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
we have the RMT, which I met at school when I took the course. We have the reflexologist, which is uh, Priel, which was one of our teachers. Connections. People don't yeah. understand how important it is absolutely. To, to network and keep your connections and don't burn all your bridges unless that's a bridge you absolutely yeah. want to burn. Well, I normally do. Uh, kind of choose the ones I feel like it's okay and the other ones I don't spend any time so I don't know if I'm burning bridges or not I just don't invest in those people see you're different than me I invest a little bit and then when I realized what I did was was a stupid thing I get the gasoline out I don't just burn the bridge I explode it I just mm -hmm. dump the gas off and fire off yeah. the bridge yeah yeah so yeah, see like I don't waste my time and um, and we have a doctor um, a naturopathic doctor yeah that's pretty much it it's two osteopaths a naturopathic doctor a reflexologist and we have the um, massage therapist so how long that uh, has that been in operation the clinic uh for since 2015 right on yeah so what's next then because i don't i feel like you're not fully satisfied i feel like there's more there's more to come well i do think there's more to come to be honest right now i don't know what or do you, you're smiling at me like you know but you don't want to no, say no i actually don't know i actually don't know not too long ago i um I did apply for a, a school for a, to become a physician because then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do emerge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I submitted the application and at the in the middle of it, I, I was like, no, I won't go. Yeah. And the only reason I did not go was because then it was when I gave my son a choice. What university do you want to go? You can go to Ottawa. You can go wherever you want to go. It would have been and the same he, school. And he chose, oh, I'll stay home. And I'm uh, like, okay, and I'm going to go away. I, unfair. <laughs> yeah. So that was what stopped me from... Is he staying home to be around you? Or is he just staying home because he likes his bedroom? <laughs> well, I think it's both. I think it's both. But you know, I, at nowadays, if I was 21... And if my parents came to me and told me, Leah, you can go whatever you want, I, w I know I wouldn't stay home. I would have gone to a country where I knew I hadn't, I, I never heard about it. Yeah, see, you're nuts with that. Like, see, for me, I'm, 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 I'm a creature of habit in, when it comes to things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I like taking on different projects and finding a way to make something work. I give away all my ideas because it'll, it forces me to create new ones. But it, when it comes down to things like travel and stuff like that, I have no no desire i'm very comfortable in you know the small part of the world mm -hmm. that i occupy i know very well mm -hmm. and i just don't it's probably that's probably i have issues i just don't, I just it's just <laughs> no, not it's just not a thing for me yeah 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 i yeah you know nowadays if you tell me oh let's go to greece or here or there i'm not that but if i'm going to go with um with uh, if i'm going to go with the goal I'm going to do this course in a language that I don't understand, <laughs> and I'm going to spend a few nights. All right, so so tell me where you're going to med school then. <laughs> like, what country are you going in? What language is it going to be I, in? No, I was going to go to St. Martin. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. that's a good call. Yeah. I would venture out of my, my little comfort zone. Yeah, for... that's where I was going to go, which I am not going. I am not going. And uh, right now, like, uh, I know something new is coming. I don't know. If it's going to be regarding medicine or healthcare anymore. Wait, you know something's new because you have something planned. You know something's new because inside your gut is going, there's something new coming. Well, it's not only my gut is saying uh, there's something new going. I'm closing a chapter. I'm selling the clinic. Okay. It's pretty successful. Whoever takes it, they're just going to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what's going on there. And... Uh, 
I think I I have a great team with me and uh, we have great patience. Wait, does your team know you're selling? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, I don't know. I yes, can't. I wouldn't take that attitude or that uh, I, I wouldn't do that without telling them. So when I took the decision, yes, this is what I want to do. Because, yeah. you know, it's built. It's whoever, whoever is taking over, it's going to take this and continue. They don't have to do anything structurally or even regarding the business, like getting patients, anything. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you talk about Betancourt Wellness, you know, you're talking about a serious place, a place that you have great quality of service. Not because it's mine, but it's because it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's so interesting. You are, you can't be held down and I, I totally dig it. Yeah. I totally dig it. Anything else you want to wrap about? You, you mentioned before, oh, uh, so many people are starting and they don't know where to start. Yeah. A lot of times what I have to say in that is like a lot of times you don't know where to start until you actually are somewhere. Yes. You just have to start. Yes. Like planning is great. You know what? I take this back. I don't take it back. I'm not a huge planner. Mm -hmm. My partner in crime is is a lot more of a planner. And I thank God that she's around and involved in everything I do because she keeps me grounded. I'm an idea guy, mm -hmm. but I also think everything is possible. Like to me, impossible is not an option, mm -hmm. which might be, which might make me completely delusional. I don't limit myself. I think anything that I want to do, I can go do it. Even if I have no fucking clue what I'm even going to start, but I know if I start, I can make something happen. Yeah, I'm like that. And that's, I think, a huge part of being an entrepreneur, a successful one, mm -hmm. is taking the risk. Yeah. Jumping into something full force. But another big part of it is, is knowing when, like you have, is knowing when I'm ready to move on, Mm -hmm. knowing, being self-aware enough to say that this scenario that is a thriving success will slowly probably kill me because it's just, I need something else. I need something more. I need to constantly grow. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Not everyone is built that way. Well, I am. You are. Cheers, Cheers to, that. to that. I dig it. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. This was fun. This was nice to catch up. Thank you so much for having me. Right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. I'm Mark. This is Leah. <laughs> Amanda had to run away. But uh, thanks for hanging out. And uh, I think this is a, definitely a hanging with entrepreneurs. And I enjoyed this. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Right on.